to the Travel Squad podcast. We adventure the world together, one passport stamp at a time. We're here to share travel news, tips, and our own adventures with you. Every Travel Tuesday, we share stories on a variety of topics, including our hometown, San Diego, hiking, weekenders, national parks, international getaways, and inspiring you to go on your own adventures, even if it starts with your own backyard. I'm Jamal. Brittany. And I'm Kim. And And we're we're the the Travel Travel Squad Squad Podcast. Podcast. So grab your ticket and your passport. And don't forget your travel insurance. And prepare for takeoff. Welcome to episode 99 of the Travel Squad podcast. Today we're talking about the latest headlines in worldwide travel news. The world is just in a constant state of back and forth, closing, reopening, closing, all over again, repetition. So it's really tough to keep up with the most up-to-date news. And so we want to touch base and dive into that and how it pertains to travel and regulations. So today we're going to dive into those travel topics and headlines and how things stand right now. I feel like every time I'm listening to the news now, I'm hearing a different thing about travel and regulations, right? Am I the only one? Or are you ladies hearing that too, yes, right? every day. It's so really tough to keep up with it. So I'm actually really excited about this episode to share it with you guys. Now, keep in mind, if you're listening to this episode a week late and aren't kept up to date on Travel Tuesday listening to this, I mean, things could change by then, right? But some of these things that we're going to talk about are current news. I don't foresee a couple of these things changing, but it very well could be. So do keep that in mind. But nonetheless, travel news coming your way right now in the day and age of COVID and the variant kicking back up. (laughs) Yeah, I was just traveling internationally actually last weekend, and it was so different than San Diego with masks and precautions and the airport and everything like that. I also sent you guys a TikTok the other day. Remember, it it was kind of saying... Insider info, the EU is about to shut down. Bloomberg and Reuters have been alerted. And then two days later, I sent you another TikTok where he's like, back it up. Back it up. It's not closing. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) True, true. That could definitely change. So let's get into it. Let's take you through some of these top headlines in worldwide travel news and tempt you to come with some travel deals that you will not be able to resist. I love a travel deal, so I'm excited to get to that also. Big D, love those deals. Love those deals. So the first headline we're going to talk about is Canada's reopening. And Canada has been closed to American tourists since March of 2020. So it's been 17 months and they're finally starting to open back up again. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. So basically, as of August 9th, American tourists who have been fully vaccinated within at least 14 days of the time they arrive in Canada will be allowed to enter without quarantine also. So I'm really excited about this. I love Canada. Last year, one of our COVID trips was up into Washington. We were in in an area in Port Angeles that looks right over into Canada. You can catch a ferry. We were thinking if we were here in non-COVID times, we'd be hopping over on that ferry, going to Canada, going to Victoria. Victoria, Vancouver. I'm really excited to go. I love Canada and they have some great national parks. We've done a lot of exploring of national parks here during COVID, but I am excited to get to Canada. Bam. Oh my gosh. I really want to go to Banff. And then when we were in Glacier National Park, Glacier National Park actually touches the Canadian border and it extends into a national park into Canada, but that was closed while we were in Glacier. So that'd be really cool to see too. Two of my friends were just in Banff last weekend. Oh. And they were posting pictures. It looked beautiful. So they're one of the first American 
seconds in. I mean, it was as of August 9th, right? Yes. So. I cannot wait to go to Banff. I cannot wait to do high tea in Victoria, walk across the suspension bridge in Vancouver. That was really fun. Montreal, Quebec. Oh my gosh, I have a lot of plans for Canada. I love Canada. I mean, we here in San Diego are very fortunate that we're close to Mexico and visit our other neighbor. We're a little further from our neighbor to the north, but now with it re-back open, something close international-wise versus going overseas in a sense. This is a really good trip for a lot of people, especially if you live close to the border to Canada. And we said this is for American citizens only, but what about people who don't live in America? Kim, that's a really great question. So fully vaccinated travelers from other countries outside of the U.S. can enter Canada starting September 7th. So just right around the corner. At least that's the plan right now, right? I mean, yeah, that's could the plan change. as of now. It could definitely change. That is true. So in order to get into Canada, like we said, you have to be fully vaccinated at least 14 days before you enter. You can fly into Canada. The land border is also open. People who are fully vaccinated and traveling with children that aren't of the age yet that the FDA has approved the vaccine for can enter Canada so long as they're going with their guardians and adults who are vaccinated. So there's no restrictions on that also. But I was reading more about the entry requirements. And obviously, we just touched upon the vaccine entry requirements. However, they said even though a quarantine is not required, they still expect you to present them with a quarantine plan if you have to. So if you're going to go, you should definitely do a little bit of research of, hey, this is where I'm going to be going. I would stay at this hotel, maybe show in some sort of way you actually have the funds to take care of yourself in terms of like money in the bank to pay for the hotel, food, etc. I don't and haven't heard much about that, but that is listed on there as you have to have a quarantine plan if they require it of you. And you also have to use the Arrive Can app through like web or mobile to upload your vaccination information. You know, when I was just in Mexico, we didn't have to upload vaccine information, but you did have to scan this QR code in the airport and answer all of these COVID related questions and show them that you filled this form out before you can go through. Was that in order to get on the plane and fly or what was just that to get into the were, airport? Just to get into the airport. Okay. Cause you crossed here using CBX, which mm -hmm. is the American terminal into the Tijuana. So that's why I'm curious of what it was specifically. Cause if you're just going into Mexico via land, you don't have to do that. So that's why I was like, is it for the flight? But you're saying you that's don't, the airport. You don't have to take a test or anything like that, but you do have to fill that form out. What's funny though is the U.S. does not require a form to get back in. Which is interesting. <laughs> One thing I just want to mention real quick on Canada here, you said it, Brittany, but you do have to do that Arrive Can app, which is their national app to upload the vaccine status. So just in case someone didn't hear that, we mentioned it. So want to reiterate, that is a must. You can't just show up and expect to get in. That is a requirement also. And I know we're all really excited to go to Canada, but because it has been closed for so long, there were no flights to Canada. Oh, yeah. So they're slowly bringing back more flights. So if you don't see any right now, just give it some time and the airlines are going to be adding more. Good to know. I could imagine they're going to be cheap, too, to encourage people to come, at least the airlines. Maybe Canada really doesn't want us there, even though they're opening. <laughs> but the airlines, their businesses, they're probably going to be cheap encouraging people to come. So mm, keep to, an eye out for yeah. that. Yeah. OK, just might get to Canada this yeah. year. Woo. Hey, we have international flights from San Diego to Canada. Let's see if they bring that route back soon. It was actually a goal of mine last year to go when I set my New Year's resolutions goals before I knew COVID was happening. And I wanted to take a solo trip to Vancouver. Vancouver is very beautiful. You will definitely enjoy it there. But, you know, we were planning a squad trip for May. So if our other plans don't work out, maybe we'll go to Canada in May. Maybe oh, we'll change the trip to Canada. I hope so. 
Yes. All right. So moving on, we're going from Canada back here to the United States with a little bit of travel news. New York City is requiring proof of vaccination to pretty much attend anything that's inside from dining to sporting events to conferences, etc. So I guess New York is really the first city in the U.S. that's out and about. You have to have a vaccine passport. And it's a lot of places, coffee shops, restaurants, museums, theaters, casinos, bars, nightclubs, any place with live music, the zoo even, even though the zoo is probably outdoors, there's some indoor stuff, but even the zoo, right? So they're getting hardcore for it over there. And this vaccine passport implementation is going into effect as of September 13th. So coming right up. So how do you have to show proof? Is it an app? Do you have to show your card? Like they are coming out with a digital system. You know, when we were kind of discovering this news, they were still putting things in place to get organized on that, but it will be a digital system. Yeah. And since it's coming as of September 13th, things can obviously change up until that point. But from what I've been able to see online and read in several articles of this, that online system that you're talking about, Kim, it's specifically the state's Excelsior Pass app or the city of New York City has one called the NYC COVID Safe app. And from my understanding, basically, since those are New York City and New York State apps, it's able to check with state database records for vaccines. So you could put in your name, social address, it'll find you and verify and there you are on it. If we're coming or anybody else who's not from New York, I don't know yet if those apps can access national database stuff. So from what I'm seeing, if you are a non-native New Yorker, you probably need to bring your vaccination card with you because that's really going to be your only proof. Yeah, and it makes sense. New York City was one of the hardest hit cities in the United States for COVID. It's also one of the biggest tourist destinations in the United States and maybe even the world. So it's extreme, but it's also a little bit warranted, I think. You know, I always wonder, like, how accurately do they check the vaccination card? Like, is it just like a little flash? Or do, <laughs> are they checking your ID? I actually recently saw someone post on a social media thing saying, you know, it's been a long time since I've needed a fake ID. <laughs> I was like, okay. They That's can't be that hard to fake. If people are making passports out there, it's just a cardboard piece of paper. Yeah. Well, I mean, people are making passports are professionals. I don't know how much those professionals are going to get into the <laughs> vaccine card game. But I did read an article separate from New York that was showing like Customs and Border Patrol and TSA for other places. They are actually better trained than I guess security bouncers or places at these places in New York where they're going to be looking. They're actually seeing an uptick of fake vaccine cards. And they say, if you know what you're looking for, it's actually really easy to find it. But Who's to say, and I'm not saying this in a sense of encouragement to use a fake one because you definitely shouldn't, but maybe they're not going to be able to tell so much in New York because mm -hmm. it's not a trained professional government eye to be like, yes, this is fake, right? I have a feeling this is going to become more prevalent around the U.S. at least. I think Especially so. Especially like San Francisco. I think San, San Francisco. LA. Mm -hmm. they, LA is already requiring vaccines for indoor events of a thousand or more people. They just announced that. I think San Diego also announced that today. And so it's coming. I, I think it's coming. I think it's coming too. And even if it stays for COVID, I feel like everything is going to be going digital anyway. I mean, it's already starting to happen with money and other types of things. And so it's happening. That's the reality. 
Well, what was interesting is we are prepping for a trip to Ecuador and Jamal and I have just recently gotten our yellow fever vaccinations to go to Ecuador and they looked Jamal up in the system and they said, oh, let's look at your previous vaccines. Jamal didn't grow up in the Kaiser system, so he never even had like his old vaccinations in them. They were able to look him up and say, actually, your hep A is pretty old. You should probably get a booster. Wow. There is a vaccine database. And this was obviously before COVID where they've started to share that amongst medical groups and everything like that. So they were able to see from old doctors and old medical groups that I never transferred records, my vaccine status. So medical groups have it. It's only a matter of time before it becomes an apps and other things. I mean, it's scary. Maybe it's dystopian. We're not here to discuss that necessarily, (laughs) but uh, if you don't see the writing on the wall. I don't know what else to tell you. That's where it's going. Number three here applies to anyone coming into the U.S., whether you're from another country or you're actually a U.S. resident. And that is that we are requiring a COVID negative test within three days of coming in or you won't be allowed in the country. You'll be denied at the airport. And the only exception is that you have to show proof of recovery that you've had COVID. That's the only way you can get around this requirement, which is interesting. And if you are in the U.S. and you're traveling amongst states, definitely check what state you're going to because Hawaii, for example, still has the three-day COVID test requirement. So even if you're, say, in New York City and then going to Hawaii, you're going to need another test. Yeah. And I just want to back up just a tad bit, Kim, when you were saying it applies to anyone coming to the U.S. and even U.S. residents, I want to specify that even includes citizens. So not just like green card residents and people who have visas, citizens of the United States. Anybody coming in this country, show it. (laughs) From a plane though, land crossing is exempt. We know this. We live close to Mexico. We've crossed the border by land, walked across. It's not a requirement, but if you are coming back in the U.S. via plane, you need that negative COVID test. Yeah. It's funny actually like I said I was just in Mexico last weekend went to Guanajuato and we crossed by CBX by land so it's kind of like a connected airport where you can pay to cross into the Tijuana airport so we walked over that and then we flew coming back we technically flew back but we landed in Tijuana and walked across and in that case we still did not have to show a negative test like I said, land crossing. It's only flights back into the United yeah, States. Yeah, Chelsea was sending me screenshots of the CDC website saying, oh, we need to take a test. I'm like, no, we don't actually. Because it's not an airplane. Yes. You're doing land crossing. And a lot of resorts actually in Mexico, while we're on the Mexico subject, a lot of the resorts have testing there in the resorts because they want to encourage people to come and they want to make the testing really accessible to people as well. Yeah, and as you're mentioning Mexico, Also touching base on what you were saying about my vaccine, going to Ecuador, we're going to Ecuador. And so it's a guided tour. So we don't really have time to to leave, go get a negative COVID test, take it. That's at the appropriate time to be within three days of our arrival, right? So we called our tour company, Gate One, shout out Gate One, (laughs) can't rep them enough. And they advised us that on our guided tour, they are gonna make sure at the appropriate time, we actually have an opportunity to take our COVID test. However, with them, we are responsible as the travelers for the cost. They're not providing it. They're just making sure that we have the opportunity to take it. So if you're going internationally, gonna be by flying, make sure logistically you know that you're gonna be able to take that COVID test. Otherwise, you're not getting back. Yeah, and get the results. Yes, otherwise you're not getting back in the US. That's true. And I was looking up Ecuador around the COVID test and the US Embassy has made a partnership with Ecuador to keep the price of a COVID test, I think around $35. 
when this first became a rule, it's been a rule for quite a few months now, and, and there's speculation as if it's going to stay or not. But for now, it's staying. And when it was first enacted, tests were like a couple hundred dollars, and they were very hard to find. Yeah, I know that, you know, like we were just talking about Hawaii even, and there was like a family of four that went to Hawaii that I knew, and they said like they paid almost a thousand dollars. Yeah, Chelsea and Mikey went and they paid 200 bucks each for their test in Hawaii. Yeah, to just get tested. And it's like, if you test positive, then you can't even go on your vacation either. Yeah, and they were also hard to find, but now you'll commonly find them in the airport. So it's Mm -hmm. much more convenient, much more cost effective. Yeah, and that's all travelers unless you are two years or younger. And what's interesting, Jamal and I have Kaiser, and so I'm going to actually use this, but they told me that if any place is requiring a payment for a COVID test, that all I have to do is bring a receipt and they'll reimburse me. Interesting. So I'm going to try that out, see if it actually works or not, but I'm interested. Submit a claim to your insurance. It's worth a shot. Why not? We shall see. I think the government is subsidizing a lot of COVID costs. So that's probably one of the things that they are still probably now doing. So that's why they advised us when we spoke with the Kaiser Travel Clinic to do it. They didn't say it was for sure, but they said there's a high likelihood that that might very well be the case. So if you are a Kaiser member out there in the U.S., keep that little squad tip with you. It's funny because Kaiser is an in-network provider. They don't cover costs outside of network. Right. So if Kaiser's doing it, you have to imagine there's other insurance companies doing it too. Possibly. Worth a shot. It's worth a shot. All right, guys, flying across the Atlantic here, we're going to go to Europe and talk about European Union travel news. This goes back a little bit here about what you were saying, Kim, about sending us the TikTok. EU is going to close and then it (laughs) didn't close and then maybe it is again. So I actually really want to discuss this. The European Union has actually opened travel back up to U.S. citizens as of June 18th. They put us on their safe list as an approved country to go. However, with COVID cases rising here in the United States, more specifically in the South, Florida, Texas, Alabama, Louisiana, the whole like, they are considering, again, putting a ban back on place. So this news really pertains to anybody who already has plans to go to Europe. So the European Union is a block of 27 countries. So as a whole, they are thinking about putting a block on travel of American citizens to European Union countries. However, each European Union country can then decide to say, no, never mind, I'm actually going to allow Americans to come. Some European Union countries did this before the EU as a whole lifted the entire ban. I think Greece, Italy opened up before all 27 was technically officially open. But the reason why I want to bring this up and talk about it is if you are going, and let's just say you're going to Italy, and then the European Union closes, but Italy stays open, you can't go anywhere else within Europe and the European Union. If you're in Italy and think, hey, I'm in Europe, I'm good to go, I could travel between them freely because normally in normal times you can, that's not the case. So if you have plans to go to another country or use transportation by train, since train is very popular over there and it's going through another European Union country and you're trying to go to another one that's open, you're blocked and locked and stuck in. So it's really important to make sure that you are keeping up to date on if the EU as a whole does it because they're probably thinking that they are here if cases continue to rise in the U.S. and what your individual country that you're going to is doing. Blocked and locked. Blocked and locked. You know, I wish in instances like this where they're like, okay, these states can't come visit, but these other states you're good to go. That'd be nice because we were doing that in the U.S. Even We were, yes. And so it's like, you know, why block the whole country when we're not all affecting it? Why don't we just block certain states? 
Yeah, I wonder if the other parts of the world really see us as states, though. They just see America America. as one country, even though we're huge. And I've never even been to half of the states in this country. And there's a lot going on. So I'm sure it would be a lot of work to have them look up like what the requirements would be. Mm -hmm. You know, where is the cutoff? And then keep that on an update on a weekly basis or whatnot. Fake IDs, fake vaccination cards, (laughs) the whole problem out there. (laughs) Someone really wants to go, they can probably try to make it work. Yeah, it's wild. When I was doing some reading on this topic of the EU, the articles that I saw were already saying that they are really shocked that the European Union did not reinstitute the ban because they have an official number of so many cases per thousand people. And if a country reaches that threshold, then you are blocked and we're well over whatever that number is. So (laughs) we should be technically based on their standards already locked out. They just didn't do it. So they said within the next two weeks, it's probably for sure going to happen. But who knows? So we're currently still in limbo, right, Jamal? Like they haven't made an official decision? They have not made an official decision. But by the time you listen to this, maybe one will come. Hey, travelers, let's take a quick detour to talk all about our travel itineraries that we've created just for you. We now have six different trip itineraries. One week in Kauai. An American Southwest weekend or road trip. A week in Yellowstone and Grand Teton National Parks. A road trip adventure featuring all three of Washington State's national parks. Big Island, Hawaii, and an Arizona road trip that features all three of Arizona's national parks. We are obsessed with these. These itineraries are 20 to 30 page PDF guides with every detail of the trip laid out. We're talking where to fly into, the exact route to take, where to stay, park entrance prices, where to eat, and driving distance between attractions. Plus what things to see and do, even the hikes we recommend, and their mileage, and the time to allow for each one, and so much more. We have story highlights on our Instagram, at Travel Squad Podcast, where you can see the full guides. We've done all of the research and have taken these exact trips, taking out all of the guesswork from the planning, so all that you have to do is show up and have fun. Purchase your comprehensive Travel Squad Podcast itinerary on our website at TravelSquadPodcast.com. Best of all, they're on sale right now for $30, so Travel on over and get yours today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we've country traveled and hopped and we've gone back to the U.S. and back outside. But now we're going to go on a cruise and give you a cruising update because, you know, we love our cruises. Cruising. I love cruising. I actually said this many times in many episodes. Maybe you guys will remember. I am waiting for the time when cruises are open here and they are starting to become open. So we do want to give you a few updates about that. And by the way, I'm just throwing it out. I'm ready to go on a cruise, ladies. I'm ready too. I mean, I think it's the time. 
it is now the time. So let's get into some of those updates and we'll talk about what we need to do to go on a cruise. So there's a ton of different cruise lines and everyone's going to have a little bit different of restrictions or policies and whatnot. And so our favorite cruise line is Royal Caribbean. So we've kind of dived right into them and some of the things that they're doing. They have both U.S. domestic departures as well as cruises outside of the U.S. in different countries. Like they have cruises departing out of Nassau in the Bahamas, Southampton in the U.K., Barcelona, Spain. Ooh. Speaking of Barcelona real quick, I recently saw that Spain is the safest country in the world. I really want to go to Spain. That's an interesting little tidbit of information because <laughs> I've actually heard Japan is one of the safest places. Japan in the was world. in the top five, but yeah. Spain took the number Spain, one spot. Interesting. Good to know. That's... European Union as it stands now is open, guys. I go want to go to Spain <laughs> really bad too. Me too. Well, you could take your cruise to parts out of Barcelona. They even have ones out of Rome. Those are the ones that are open right now, as well as multiple US locations, like some in Texas and some in Florida. Um, I think even one out of like Baltimore. And then they have some opening up into late 2021 and 2022, some that are coming out of Puerto Rico, Singapore, Vancouver, Canada. We were just talking about Vancouver earlier today. So there's a lot of cruise plans in the upcoming months and into early next year, which is really exciting to see. And we're also seeing now that their cancellation policy is much more lenient. You can cancel up to 48 hours before your sale date and get a future credit good for one year. And if you keep it for a cruising credit, they're going to give you back 125% wow. of your value. So specifically, we're talking about Royal Caribbean as it stands now. So many different cruise lines with different rules. We can't go into them all, but that's crazy. You cancel within 48 hours. You could get a 100% full refund. If you cancel and keep it as a cruise credit with them, you're saying you get 125% of your money. What a deal. That's great. It's almost like you should book and cancel. I mean, like, <laughs> Travel hack right there. Fuck them hard. <laughs> Jamal and I were just looking at cruises last night and with Royal Caribbean, it was like, you know, you pay full price for one and then your second person gets 60% off. Dang. Super good deals when we were looking at it. Like I, I'm really inspired to go on a cruise and I know how some people feel and think about it and think it's just a Petri dish of, you know, so many people together. And in, in a way it is, but if you are vaccinated, again, anything is always about comfort factor, right? So I do think that these are really good trips because they have really, really good solid deals right now. I'm sure the majority of people that are going are vaccinated. They're encouraging you to be. Did you happen to see anything about extra precautions they're taking on board to make people feel safe and clean? I am blown away by that. That is a great question, Kim. I'm going to let Nurse Brittany take this one <laughs> because she was like really intrigued by what they had going on. Yeah, so they have different cleaning protocols now, and then they actually upgraded all of their medical facilities on board. Now, most ships have two doctors, four registered nurses. They have a critical care unit on board that has like negative air pressure so that the rest of the ship air circulation isn't mixed in with that for mm. patients that do contract COVID-19 while on the ship. So it's intense how much they've upgraded and what they've changed, obviously sanitation systems. And I was talking to someone in the cruise industry and they said that the standards are constantly changing. So of course, they're going to have like tons of sanitation stations, but in some areas you might be required to socially distance a little bit, just mm -hmm. really depending on like what's going on in the situation. Some cruises haven't booked to 100% capacity. That sounds amazing. Right. Those are things too, where there's going to be less people on board. So, so the 
only thing I'm concerned about with cruising is that a big draw are the buffets. Now, what's up with that? I don't know what's up with the buffets, but I hope they're still going strong. I think they're open. I don't think that they're closed. Maybe it's a situation where the cruise ship workers are doing the scooping for you and not everybody touching, but I do think that they are open. I mean, that's a classic cruising experience is the buffet. Although I really only like it for breakfast. I prefer the dining rooms for uh, dinner and lunch. I, and stuff. I like but to it, have two dinners. I, I know, two to, each, to, to each their own, right, Kim? <laughs> I also like own. to be out there at 2 a.m. getting soft serve and pizza. Oh, I love that too. Well, that, that's a different type of thing. That is not even a meal. That is for sure. I'm going to the buffet and getting late night food. That's uh, even if I'm must. like so full, can't move. I'm still gonna get soft serve. Yeah, but going back a little bit to a couple things when you're talking about other precautions that they're taking, and I was talking about vaccines earlier and people who aren't vaccinated. So Royal Caribbean specifically, if you are vaccinated and catch COVID while you're on the cruise, one, they're gonna give you a pro amount. So if they have to tell you, hey, you have COVID, we're kicking you off the ship because that's exactly what they're going to do. And you were on the cruise for two days of a seven days, you're getting five days worth of your money back. They are also giving you transportation that they're paying for you, private jet to fly you back from that cruise port to where you need to go. So that type of protection is included if you're vaccinated. If you are an unvaccinated individual, you have to actually purchase travel insurance because the cruise line, Royal Caribbean, is not going to cover that for you. They're not going to take that risk of you catching it and paying to evacuate you on a private jet to get out of there if you're not vaccinated. So I think that's another thing, too, that's discouraging unvaccinated people from also going. And a lot of places where they are cruising to, whether it be in the Caribbean or elsewhere, do require you to be vaccinated to enter. So they're saying you could come on, but you can't even get off where we're going. So there's a lot of things discouraging people who aren't vaccinated from going on these things right now, just to give you also another sense of safety. Now, when they say private jet, are we talking like five-star luxury? Are we talking like seaplane? I can't imagine so. I don't think they're going to fly you out in style <laughs> and then you're going to be sort of bubbly. I mean, people are working on that plane and they themselves are now exposed to you if you are the one who have COVID, right? But they're not going to put you on a commercial airliner. Mm -hmm. They're going to put you on whatever private accommodations that they can to get you back where you need to go. Right. So they, they didn't say if I'm going to be flying in a Gulfstream or a G6 jet or Full something like lay that. Full lay-flat <laughs> seats, nice comforter. Don't think that's the case. <laughs> yeah, so I'm really tempted to cruise because, I mean, how can you go wrong? You can cancel up to 48 hours beforehand. Like, you really can't lose out because if you do catch COVID on the trip, then you get a prorated refund. The room prices are cheap right now. I just need to know if the buffet is open or not, really. Yeah, when we were looking at room prices, their suites were going for the price of like a normal, what a balcony would be in normal times, non-COVID. And I'm just thinking to myself, how am I not supposed to do something like that and get a suite on a cruise ship that's normally four times the price of a normal room, and now it's the average price of a, a normal room? That's wild. Yeah. You know, and most cruise bathrooms, like you could barely turn around in the bathroom, mm -hmm. and the suite we were looking at, it was a walk-in tiled shower wow. and I was like whoa and even one of them had a built-in jacuzzi tub. Wild stuff get out there and cruise if you're comfortable with it believe me I'm ready to do it. 
on my trip this weekend, there was a nice tub in the hotel room. I took a nice bubble bath. And so we're looking at going back to Guanajuato this year. And so we were searching on Airbnb and Expedia hotels last night, specifically trying to find a place with a nice tub. (laughs) (laughs) That's very nice. I don't know if I told you this, Kim, but Jamal sent me an article on kind of off topic. Oh, I don't know if I want to hear this. Is it about nasty tubs? No. Okay. (laughs) I wouldn't ruin that illusion of uh, hot tubs for you. On like things to do in TJ and whatnot. And it listed some of the best hotels. And so for Valentine's Day weekend, I booked a room that has a huge tub in the room. Oh, nice. I've stayed in one in TJ like that. Yeah, I wonder if it's the Uh, same one. What's it called? (laughs) I don't remember. It's like Hotel Tijuana or something like that. I can't remember what it is, but it's one of the top three luxury hotels in Tijuana. Nice. Yeah. So I'm really excited for that. I love places with nice bathtubs in them. All right, ladies, before we get into the deals, deals, deals over here, is there any last things we want to talk about, about those top five that we went through and travel news here? Even though it is still a bit uncertain, I am feeling better and stronger about the outlook of travel. Me too. I mean, COVID only really slowed us down one month, but now we're seeing it pick back up again. When we were in Austin and like on our way out of San Diego, there was a huge line to get into security. So people are traveling. It's looking upwards. So I'm excited. I do believe that. But also at the same time, I also feel that with the increase in cases, it is actually making some people a little bit more timid, which I guess understandably so. Mm-hmm. I read an article that said a couple of days ago, TSA had the least amount of yes. people go through security since like the height of when travel started to pick up kind of beginning of June. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, is it Delta fears? Is it other stuff? I mean, who really knows on that? So I am optimistic just like you, lady but we can't ignore the reality of what's going on right now. Yeah, that's true. I saw a TikTok on the same topic and it was saying that there was going to be a lot of sales coming out because of this reason. I love sales. Which that excites me as well. Less crowds and cheaper prices. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm excited just thinking about it. I have a couple flights here and I'm going to relook and see if my flights are on sale and get travel credits for it. That's for sure. Yeah, you know, when we took our trip to Grand Tetons and Yellowstone in the middle of the pandemic, we were considering canceling it, but we stuck it out. But we rebooked all of our hotels because we were wondering, like, how will that change things? And we got every single hotel that we rebooked at a much cheaper price. And we had the entire national park, both of them pretty much, to ourselves. Same with the rental car. Same with our flight tickets because they were on Southwest, got travel credit back. So, I mean, if you're going to be traveling through this, you're vaccinated, feeling comfortable, or even if you're not vaccinated and doing your thing on that end of things, <laughs> I mean, now's a good time in that sense in terms of uh, deals coming up because they really are. And I think that's perfect leading right up here into deals. All right. Let's give them the big D. Big D. <laughs> Kim loves the big D. So if you can believe this, there are actually countries that are paying you to come to them. That's crazy. I mean, this is unheard of, people. So one example of this is Sicily, which is offering different kinds of rebates and coupons if you come visit. So for Sicily specifically, the details that I've seen so far is that you have to be there at least three nights. I mean, who would want to spend less than three nights in Sicily, first of all? Second, there's different qualifications that you have to meet and you can find them on the visitsicily.info website, but there's different things like the three night stay, there's specific tourist services that you have to select in order to qualify for the rebates. 
You can get a free entrance ticket to a cultural place. You can get a discount on national and international flights. And that's starting in October. That is crazy. Yeah. And right around the corner. Perfect timing. Yeah. And basically on what you were saying, Kim, on those certain services, what you're really meaning is like excursions, guided tours and things like that. So through the Visit Sicily website, basically, you know, they have their preferred vendors of hotels, Mm -hmm. guided tours, et cetera. So really they want you to book through them to get those. And those are the certain things that will qualify. But if they're on there, these are the must do things of that region anyway that you would probably be doing. So it's not like they're forcing your hand in a way, but you have to go through the appropriate steps and procedures in order to get those rebates and refunds to encourage you to go travel there. What a deal. Why are we not going to Sicily right now? Seriously, we could be making money off of traveling right now. I'm looking at flight prices right now. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Keeping on that same theme, Japan is also doing the same thing right now. They are encouraging you to go, giving you discounts off of your total cost, including flights, hotels, have certain coupons to do certain things that'll give you up to 15% off the total cost of what you spend at restaurants and certain places and events that you do. So just Google, go to Travel Japan, and you will be linked to the sites that have all the deals for Japan as well. So keeping in the same theme, which is shocking. I know Japan really didn't want people to come for the Olympics and yet here they are having tourists. But I think they imagine the people that are traveling internationally, they're going to have more regulations on than they had with the Olympians and all the media that was coming there too. Mm -hmm. But I know that was a whole debacle. Yeah. So if you go to the go to travel campaign Japan website and you look at the details, what it says is that if you book through Japanese travel agencies or directly through hotels or you go to Ryacon inns, these are the ones that are going to be eligible for the subsidiaries. And then these other discounts and vouchers are for different things like Jamal was saying. And it's really essentially to encourage tourists not just to come, but to explore all of the different things that are going there and kind of give you a little money booster there to help you out. And Jamal and I have definitely been to Japan. We loved it. We spent 14 days there. We actually have two episodes on Japan, episode 42 and 43. So go back, listen to those. We have one specifically on Tokyo and then another on Kyoto and the surrounding area. By the way, the first part one of that on Tokyo, I believe it is, is so fucking funny. Well, part two is funny, but part one, I guess, is a little bit more funnier because I know what we talked about in there. But uh, yeah, go listen to it. Go get inspired for Japan. I tell Brittany all the time, I'm ready to go back to Japan. She won't let me do it yet because she likes to go places new, which I do too. But believe me, Japan is on my list of places to go back soon and fast that I've been to before because I loved it that much. I know you guys will too. And with this deal, I mean, how can you not look into that possibility right now? Paying you to go or discounted to go. What a deal. That's amazing. And then there's also cheap flight sales going on here in the U.S. too. I just got an email today from Scott's Cheap Flights. This is the free newsletter. I'm not a paid member. And they were advertising $97 round trip cross country flights. That's crazy. Insane. They had several different destinations, but one that caught my eye was San Diego to Chicago round trip for $97. That is unheard of. That's amazing. And I I love Chicago. I actually just decided we were in Chicago this past July for Jamal's birthday. And I realized that Chicago is my favorite U.S. city. I love Chicago. It's beautiful. 
I love Chicago too, but Chicago is not the only place that they're having cheap flights. Go check it out. I mean, if you're a travel insider and junkie, you know of Scott's cheap flights. They always have good deals, but some of them are exceptional right now for the very reasons that we just talked about. People are doing cancellations. Don't know if it's going to get any worse, any better, but those airlines are definitely encouraging you. So you can find all sorts of good deals on there right now. Yeah. And COVID is one thing to think about, sure. But besides that, it's an amazing time to travel with people really encouraging you to come back, flights that are going to be coming out, airlines really vying for your business instead of the other way around how it has been for years. I just flew, had the whole row to myself. There were three rows around us empty, got to lay down in the whole thing. Wow. Sales that are coming up because they want you to go. Less crowds. I mean, if you're comfortable traveling, it really is a good time. Yeah, it is. We had the best travel luck recently. Jamal and I actually forgot to check in for a flight. Oh my God, how the hell did that happen? We forgot to check in for our Southwest flight. If any of you guys know how Southwest works, it's in a sense on a first come first serve basis in terms of 24 hours before check-in, you get a better boarding position. You guys There's are- no assigned seats. Yeah, we're usually good, Kim. <laughs> no, you're literally on the second- I know. That the hour changes over. And so we And we forgot. fucked up this time. <laughs> and so they have- three sections a b and c and each one goes up to like <laughs> 60 and we got like c 27 and 28 it was 28 and 29 but that's irrelevant <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh my god jamal's like that's you know so we're gonna be middle seats we're probably not gonna even see each other like we're just gonna <laughs> i started to giving her stuff out of my backpack that she would need separately from me while we were sitting at the terminal i was like just take it we're probably not gonna be by each other so we walk onto the plane and we are like scoping out the seats and there is an entire row in the back that has not been touched. So Jamal and I went and sat there and no one else sat with us. There was about 15, 20 more people that got on the plane after us. And for C class on Southwest, we were in our own row with nobody with us. We got lucky, lucky, nice. lucky, lucky. Yeah. But one thing I just want to say real quick about those cheap flights here, specifically on Scott's, I want to give a squad tip. We've said this many times before, we sometimes let the sales dictate where we go. Mm -hmm. Look online, see a place within the U.S. here with one of these cheap flights where you're comfortable going or want to go, and just let that sale guide you. Sometimes the unsuspecting places are the places you have no thoughts of what it's going to be like or things that you want to do. You go there and you have a great time. We've had many trips and places that are like that, so now's a good time to really just let the sale guide you and go, and you're going to have a good time. Like, Don't think, oh, I want to go here and there's no cheap flights. Go where a cheap flight is and be surprised and have a good time. You're going to love it anyway. You know, what's really funny when you said that is we actually today got a request on our Instagram and someone DM'd us and it was from Kim in reverse. And she asks, so here's a very general question. And she says, you may have talked about this on another episode where you talked about your jobs, but how do you decide where to go in the time you have? And so I responded back exactly that. Like a lot of the time the sale dictates where we go. Mm -hmm. And although we have a list of places that we want to go to, we may be looking at several locations like for a certain time frame and whatever's cheapest is where we end up going that time. 
Yeah, and I love to use Google Flights and the calendar view. You can look at if I went on this day and came back on this day, here's what the price would be. But if I move that two days or moved it up one day or did it a day shorter or two days longer, mm-hmm. you can really play with that and save $50, $100 or more. Amazing. So that kind of brings us to questions of the week because that was kind of a real live question from one of our listeners today. Love it. Our Instagram is at Travel Squad Podcast. You can DM us any of your questions and we will definitely get back to you. All right, so questions of the week. We have one question today, and this one is, does the squad like gate one or Southwest more? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> How am I supposed to answer <laughs> a question like that? <laughs> Ooh. I mean, I really have a bias to Southwest because they constantly have cheap flights and we use them so much. Like I probably take one Southwest flight a month. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're averaging right now. So I would have to go with Southwest because of their deals that they have on the flights, mm-hmm. the sales. I think they're just a no bullshit airline. Like I love that you can check a bag for free. You can check two bags. You can check two bags for free, but there's like no hidden fees. You can cancel any time. Mm-hmm. You can rebook if there's a better price, get the travel fund credit back. Like there's so many perks to Southwest. And if you just look in terms of ranking of U.S. domestic airliners, Southwest always ranks at the top in terms of like customer service and satisfaction. Yeah. I mean, that's not by accident. And the rates and fares are probably some of the most competitive in the industry too. So it's hard not to. But in terms of like gate one, you know, I got to throw some love to gate one. I already did a little bit earlier. I mean, it's kind of two different things. You're asking me which one do I love more, <laughs> but awesome guy tours with gate one very affordable depending on where you're going even if it's not like something that you would think is all super cheap believe me it's going to be cheaper than if you were going to do it on your own get all the hotels do the research etc great customer service also i've never been on a gate one experience that i haven't absolutely loved but just because i use southwest more i'm gonna have to say southwest also yeah I would say the same. I think Southwest has good snacks, especially on the longer flights. I was just going to say their snack mix. (laughs) It's good. It's It's really good. good. The flight attendants are funny, too. They save like funny jokes and and stuff on the intercom thing. So Southwest is great. And I also wouldn't pick Gate One, even though I love them and they're awesome. But I want to try here and now travel to be with a younger group of people and do more young people things. Not that there's all old people on Gate One trips or anything nothing wrong with that at all but i want to experience a young person's group travel you better go before you turn 35 it's right around the corner i still have a few years okay i mean probably about 10 years until that no <laughs> <laughs> yeah and here now that you mentioned kim we have an upcoming interview with them in a couple episodes here but we talked to them the owners of the company creators of it it's great think of this almost like a hostel experience but for group travel and what i mean by a hostel experience is you know when you're young and go places you stay and you're with that younger crowd you meet people who are like-minded like you but take that vibe with you and you are now traveling with them to each of your destinations going on hikes going out to dinner doing this that so that's what i mean by that and so it's you more don't like, mean that like it's low budget no that days. that is absolutely <laughs> not what i mean and that's why i was trying to reiterate that more the experience and camaraderie is what you get not the the low budget yes. thank you for specifying that yeah like a nightclub is one of the excursions 
decisions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds fun. All right. Well, that's our episode this week, squaddies. Thank you so much for tuning in. Keep the adventures going with us by following us on Instagram and YouTube at Travel Squad Podcast and send us in your questions of the week. If you found the information in this episode to be useful or if you thought we were just plain funny, please be sure to share it with a friend that would enjoy it too. And as always, guys, please subscribe, rate and review our podcast and tune in every Travel Tuesday for new episodes. Stay tuned for next week's episode. We have some more amazing adventures and tips in store for you. Bye, Bye squaddies. squaddies.